Hello and welcome to Don't Talk About It. This week we are going to start a discussion that will follow up with a few more episodes and possibly some guests um, because this is going to speak to just about every one of us out there. Today's topic is one that has recently hit me as well as everyone else out there. We are searching for the normal. We've had a lot of change, and um, I'm going to start a little bit with an example of kind of some of the things that have happened to me and uh, how I am searching for that normal um, and finding not a whole lot of it. But how do we start to define how we're moving forward in this constant unknown and it sparked kind of this idea that started back in April when I was reading this book and still reading it it is a massive book um, like 1900 pages uh, so it's it's been a, a progress um, learn a little bit at a time and then digest that think on it um, you know, we read to learn where in college I was just reading to regurgitate information so that I could pass a class. And now it's, it's a, you know, a totally different process. Um, so I'm picking away a little bit at this book at a time. And it's called The um, Individual Path to Liberation. Um, but the part that I'm focusing on right now is really, really relevant and it's this idea that everything around us, including ourselves, is in a state of impermanence. Uh, the world is always changing. However, uh, one of the biggest struggles we have with either uh, depression, a little bit of myself, um, I definitely have some <laughs> uh, baggage full of depression, and um, anxiety, if, and Patience. I have no patience, especially for this situation right now. And I'm forced to. I have to. And it comes with this sense of impermanence because I know myself, I am constantly trying to fight for a routine, for a structure, for something that is tangibly permanent in a state of mind that feels so impermanent. And there's that struggle back and forth. So let's jump back a few months. And um, I, uh, my wife and I had kind of some discussions going on about some changes that were happening in, in our lives. And um, I took some time off to think and focus my attention towards those um, current family needs. And... I was really, really, really hopeful that I could return to my 12-year career, um, and I couldn't. And it was really, really hard, and still is. Um, and that was when it dawned on me just how fragile sometimes the ground is that we instantly define as concrete. And... What I mean by that is I specifically had this written off in my head that I was going to retire from 
this career. And this was, I had all these visions for all these future projects and um, ways to, you know, improve um, culture, improve um, finances, budget, you know, just brainstorming, brainstorming, brainstorming. And, and it's like all those ideas and everything now, it was just gone. They don't even exist because my myself in that role as I knew doesn't exist anymore and the biggest struggle of that for me for letting go last week we touched a little bit on ego is um or a couple weeks ago when uh, we had the incident with the cable guy um a little bit on ego and for me I was this incredible employee in my mind and I was you know friends with everybody and I was the life of the party and I realized when I stepped off the hill like stepped off my hill my mountain of fame that I had put myself on as this person as this individual when I step out of that role I instantly thought like who am I like who, who, who the hell knows who Dean is who cares who Dean is outside of this role and and that's because I really was focused on my ego as if that was my current existence. And I had to stay in that role in order for me to tangibly have the relationships, the appreciation, the care. And I put all this value into this role of permanence. Um, and I realized that that role is not permanent, it's very impermanent. But my actions, I have control over those, and those can be more of a sense of permanence um, in the way that we are aware, in the way that we conduct ourselves. And, I mean, this uh, pandemic that we're going through, um, this new norm, all these changes, I mean, I have friends who are literally just staying home, watching Netflix, they're out of jobs, they've been waiting, you know, six weeks on eight weeks on unemployment, and it hasn't even come through them. Um, you know, they just get, you know, your files under review. And they're just completely debilitated. And it's breaking down that mental status. Because, for example, myself, I used to be the primary breadwinner, and I had this role of being comfortable, like always knowing where money comes from. And like right now I have no idea where my next paycheck is coming from. And it's really scary. But there, my two options are to either sit on a couch, watch next Netflix, feel sorry for myself, or to look at this as a learning opportunity and really focus this epiphany on impermanence that no matter how much we put it in our head that this is always going to be there my career I was going to retire from here I had all these future plans I was going to work with all these buildings and you know I just had it all written off in my head but I was the only one who did that nobody else around me had done that no, not even my wife had done that but I instantly made that concrete and that goal expectation that change does not happen is what has 
lead as a trigger for my depression and my anxiety because I'm fighting this sense of impermanence. So it's been really hard to kind of find this this new norm. Um, you know, my days used to be filled with somebody who wants an appointment would have to wait two, three weeks to even get 15 minutes of my time. And now it's like, I've got all day to talk to the tomatoes. I've got all day to talk to the squash. And there's like honeydews and I'm definitely putting things out there. Um, I have a consulting license, you know, I've been advertising I've been really putting myself out there and it's vulnerable because you get people who are really, really interested and then it might not go anywhere for a while and it needs to marinate, but you just instantly want it to happen because you're really trying to force finding a normal that we're searching for and it just feels like sometimes it just doesn't exist um and in my opinion it doesn't i i think accepting that change is always going to occur is a much more aware and reality than saying oh it's always going to be like this it's always going to be like this and when i brought up this topic before with my friends and my family they say oh i, I never think anything's going to be permanent but then I instantly get them talking about something that they're going to next year or what they're going to do when they graduate high school. And those are all things that they have wrote in their head as going to happen. So even though we, we say, oh, yeah, there we go. Sorry, a little static there for a minute. So even though we say, oh yeah, I totally understand that, that change happens all the time. We understand it, but do we actually absorb it? Do we actually process it? And for me, it's been no. I, even though I was always in a routine, I had my years planned out from day one to, I mean, from January 1st to December 31st, I had my whole year planned out. And now I don't even know what my next phone call is going to bring. And I just never had digested that change would occur. And so we're all seeing this right now. I mean, everybody's been impacted in some way. I have not talked to one person who have not had some sort of life-changing event. And even if it's just like, for example, I have a friend of mine who's a teacher. Um, she is in her last year. She you know, gets to spend the rest of her time home, and then she'll be retiring from that. And for her, she said, you know, my life really hasn't changed. But then yesterday I spoke to her and she was sharing with me her depression that's starting to creep in because of all the kids that brought her joy every day that aren't there. And as somebody who has always been an extrovert and always thrived off of social interaction, I find myself searching for that and... The conversations with myself I enjoy, but at times it's, I want to shut myself up. <laughs> and, and, um, and I know my wife does too. So it's, it's just, we're just in kind of this disarray. And um, so here, let's get a little more structured and I'll share a few things that have been working for me and moving towards a little more permanence in a state of impermanence or a little more routine in a state of impermanence and 
for me, what that is, is what do I tangibly know? I tangibly know that we can pay our bills every month. It's going to be extremely tight, but we can pay our bills every month. So that's something down. I can check that off as my anxiety because for me, money as a kid was always a problem. It was always an issue. Um, my parents were divorced. Uh, I, my brother and I were both heavily involved in like obtaining child support and being more involved than probably a 12 year old should be. Um, and it's led to a lot of financial worry, even though right now at this moment, we are financially secure, you know, for this month, month. And I, I just can't let, let go of that. And, and I need to realize that that is something that has been checked off. It's permanent. It's there. The bills are paid. You're done. That's something that you can, that you have control over. What do you not have control over? And put those into a basket of observation. So you know they're there. Like, for example, I put myself out there the other day with a couple companies. And I've been awaiting um, a callback. And given it's only been like two days, I'm just, oh, when are they going to call? When are they going to call? When are they going to call? I cannot control when they're going to call. But I am going to control when I'm going to give them my ultimate boundary. Like, oh, it's been two weeks. I will send a thank you card for your time and a follow-up. Um, you know, please reach out to me if you're interested. So that's something I can control. And I think looking for those controlling factors in this state of impermanence is things that we can tangibly grab to give us some stepping stones in this glass floor. Um, and understanding that those stepping stones, you know, they move a little, they sink a little, they'll They'll probably be there. One day they might not, but for the majority, they're there. And the other area for me of that is my contribution to my relationship with my wife. And the biggest part of that is being open and honest about how I feel, things I'm struggling with, and recognizing that I am contributing to her in a new way now. I am fully in charge of our garden, which is massive. We have like a 15 by 15 foot by 60 foot uh, with some sub gardens. And I mean, I usually spend two, three hours every day watering. Um, I'm on top of the bug control. My wife hates those little squash beetles. They stink and oh, she's just not a fan of them. So I'm on squash duty. Um, these are things that I can do to contribute because right now she's the breadwinner for our family in our situation and she's going out there every day she's putting her mask on and she's in it for eight hours at a time and she's dealing with different things that she didn't used to have to interact with before and so how can I contribute with what I have control of so the things that I know she really really cares about are the things that I focus on um, and even though they are in a way feeling like like they don't matter or they don't contribute as much I am recognizing that they ultimately do but what happens is I'm not letting go of the importance of what was and embracing the importance of what is and what might be so 
I know we kind of went a little roundabout there, so welcome to my ADHD again. And so we'll, we'll wrap this up today with some, some bullet points. This one is going to be a multiple, multiple part series. Um, and there's a lot to talk about. So number one for me, refusal to accept change. That is one of my biggest blind spots is... You know, if I'm going down to, let's say, purchase a new car, I know exactly what that car is going to look like down to the rims, even though I haven't even looked at the car lot to know what they have. So setting expectations before you have any information or any tangible fact to set your boundaries with. So refusal to accept change is one of the things that I'm struggling with um, and working on. Recognizing that a sense of permanence is just that it's a sense it's not concrete and how can i contribute how can i redirect to what is important in this state of the unknown and that is open communication with my wife and finding out what is her priority so that i can spend a lot of my time focusing on those priorities for the benefit of our relationship and you know her sanity and mine. The other one is huge for me, and that is being patient with the unknown. Not knowing what is out there and putting it out there, being vulnerable, taking that step, and doing something different like this podcast. I mean, for years I thought about doing this, and I didn't do it because I was always worried what people would think, how they would judge me. And that my ranting and sense nonsensical sometimes uh, ADD tangents that go all over the place, uh, I was worried that that would show through and then people would judge me and I wouldn't come across professional or articulate. And I just let all those go because this is my contribution right now. This is something that I can do. This podcast has become my weekly journal. It is my sense of peace of mind and at the same time I hope it's a benefit to the people who are listening because if we don't talk about it we're not going to realize how much we actually have in common and then the last thing for me is comparative suffering Brene Brown does an awesome podcast on comparative suffering and I do this thing where I discredit my situation the way I'm feeling like for example feeling bad that I am no longer able to continue in a career Um, that I had set in my mind I was going to continue in. So my comparative suffering is, oh, well, I'm okay because we can still pay our bills and there's other people out there who can't pay their bills. Well, all that does is discredits my feeling. It's kind of like if you go to um, become a NASA astronaut and then you, somebody else goes to become a, a custodial engineer or uh either way if is either of those person people don't get the job if it was something they were looking forward to they're equally going to feel disappointed and so the last for me is focusing on allowing me to feel bad for this change and then set my boundaries set my dance floor you know what do i have control of what do i not have control of and then set tangible expectations so thank you so much for your time. I hope this is helpful. Remember, 
when it comes to day-to-day situations, nobody knows how you feel. Nobody knows what you're going through except for you. So be aware, be vulnerable, discuss, and stay open to a lot of change right now because it is going to drive you nuts if you try to look for a sense of routine. Just find that moment. You know, maybe it's a reading time with your kids. Maybe it's, you know, coffee in the morning with your spouse. Find something that you can make a little more routine. It might add a little more balance to your life. So a little bit goes a long ways. Thank you again for your time and your ears. Have a splendid day.